Satan is on the prowl. Um, if you have your Bible, turn to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. Uh, Paul talks here of the warfare that Satan wages against Christians. He shoots fiery darts at us. Uh, Paul tells us to put on the whole armor of God for this reason. The devil wishes to hit us all over, hoping to find a weakness. Day and night, uh, day and night he is prowling and seeking to attack us. Uh, he knows uh, he knows all manner of ways to tempt us, and he will not hesitate to put temptations in front of us. Uh, I will stop here for a minute and say th I want to thank you for. Uh, tuning in to this podcast uh there's a family bible uh i upload uh segments uh not on a regular schedule but um uh, uh, i write these programs uh, pretty much as i'm led to write so i never really know what i'm going to be talking about uh from episode to episode um and i hope that this program has been a blessing to you and uh uh, I pray that uh, it continues to be a blessing. Uh, it is a privilege that I have to uh, have the desire to do this and to uh, hopefully serve God in a, a, a pretty meaningful way. And uh, I hope you're having a blessed day. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, even if your day is, you know, not the best, I hope and pray that the Lord will see you through it and uh, help you to see that there is some kind of uh, blessing in there somewhere. So anyway, here we uh, go uh, to resume this uh, topic here. Uh, the devil knows the word of God better than any man does. And this was where the first start he threw it. Uh, this was the first dart he threw at someone, and it was at Eve in the garden. He threw a dart of deception at her, and she fell for it. Uh, this is the devil. This is the devil's weapon: deception. He will take the word of God, and uh, since he knows it pretty much better than anyone, uh, he knows how to twist it. Uh, how much time? Uh, how much time do you spend each day using the internet? Uh, I dare say most of us spend a lot of time surfing the web. How many times is Satan given the chance to throw darts at us while we are doing this? Many times we are searching for something legitimate. Uh, we click, you know, we click on a site that might have what we need, only to see X-rated advertisements or something like that nestled into the site. Now. The liar does not know what goes on in your head or even your heart, maybe, but he knows he has the potential to lead you astray by doing this. It's nothing short of an uh, outright attack. Um, another example is: Have you ever been angry at someone? Uh, have you ever been angry at someone, betrayed, yelled at, let down? Satan knows how these things can make us feel. When you least expect it, there comes a fiery dart. It can come out of nowhere. Uh, put on the helmet of God's word and pray. Uh, the attack will hurt, 
but with the armor of God you can resist it and its poison will not take root in you and sour you. And I will say here that if you if we are not careful to guard against the fiery darts the enemy throws at us, uh, these darts are dipped in poison, I think. No, they are filled with poison. And it will infect us and poison us until we are bitter people crippled by sin. And we may well wind up being like the Christians in Hebrews 6, crucifying Christ to an open shame. And unless we pray for the cure to this poison, we will ever be hindered by that sin of bitterness. Jesus is the only one who can heal us and make room in our lives so that we bear fruit for him. Uh, I will I will stop again for a minute, for just a short moment here, and say what I'm talking about here. In uh, Hebrews chapter 6, uh, probably right off the top of my head, I'm saying uh, around verse 4 down to verse 12, this it's a whole discussion on the fruitfulness of the believer and how we cannot as christians be fruit bearers or we can't be bearing fruit for god while we are living in a way that puts christ to an open shame so the cure for that is to pretty much this it's nothing short of a repentance you know we repent from what we're doing and we turn back to uh, carrying our cross the way that we're supposed to be. So that is what chapter 6 of that book is talking about. Um, Jesus is the only one who can heal us and make room in our lives for this. Um, another dart the enemy tries to use is our past. Uh, I for one know I have done, you know, some very ugly things, uh, said some very ugly things to people before. I'm not proud of those things, uh, let me tell you now. Uh, I know, however, that the past is the past and can never be changed. Remember, too, and most importantly, that if you have the blood of Christ covering you, there is absolutely no power in those sins to damn you anymore. You are free. Satan can bring bring up stuff you did 20 or more years ago and make you feel shame and guilt for it. Do not use it to give Satan a chance to drag you down. Rather, use it to remind yourself of the lesson you learned and move on, asking Christ for help. Uh, I'm reminded of how Jesus said his load is light, that he would have... A, the load that he would have us bear is light. I think this can be said of the armor we are asked to put on. It's not like the armor that Goliath or even David would have worn, but it is far, far lighter and infinitely stronger. Uh, where we will read now from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Uh, there hath no temptation you, or excuse me, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are you are able, but will uh, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. Jesus endured every fiery dart that uh, every man has had to deal with. He knows the feeling of being tempted again in every point. 
This is one of the reasons he died for us, so that he would know what we go through in the flesh to set the ultimate example for us to follow. Uh, he will never allow us to be tempted beyond what we are able to deal with. There is always a way out, a way we can escape and still honor God. Satan has never stopped throwing his darts. Cain was a target. He grew jealous of his brother Abel. The Lord warned him that sin was just a step away, lying at the door. Cain failed to put uh, on the armor of God and slew his brother. So this was uh, a, the earliest, one of the earliest tragic examples of somebody refusing to uh, listen to what God was telling them to do, and uh, they fell for uh, the enemy's uh, tactics. You know, for, you know, shooting fiery darts again. Uh, David was moved by Satan to number Israel. Uh, this is an interesting tale, uh, to say the least. Uh, here we see that God was angry with Israel for some reason. Uh, we have two different accounts of this event, Second Samuel 24 and First Chronicles 21. Uh, the long and short of it of the story is that Satan is able to only uh, he is able to do only what God allows him to do. Yet even though God may allow us to be tested, we are still responsible for deflecting the fiery darts of the enemy. We see in other words here that the devil can be used by God to discipline us when we do wrong. Perhaps the Lord was angry with Israel for being prideful uh, in her prosperity. They had enjoyed a lot of success up until that point. They had conquered a lot of the people around them. They, you know, and I'm sure they were probably even materially uh, prosper, uh, prosperous. Uh, we also see in the book of Job that Satan was only allowed to do to Job what God allowed him to do. Uh, Satan was used by God both to thwart Satan's own ambitions towards Job and uh, also to try Job's faith. However, Satan was explicitly forbidden from harming Job himself. God did not allow him to do it. And finally, Satan was allowed to hurt Job but not to kill him. Uh, an interesting thing which may be noted here is that Job's sin was questioning and blaming God for what he felt was undeserved discipline. Uh, he was unaware of the behind-the-scenes exchange between God and the devil. The devil we see is quite powerful. Uh, he used to be the chief of the angels, and though he rebelled against God, he retains his powers. But as strong as he is, we must remember that our Christ has set limits for what he can do, and in the end, the devil is to be thrown into hell to torment no one anymore. And in the meantime, though he can't stand it, I'm sure, he is still having to answer to God. This, These are some pretty important things for us to consider here. Yes, we know that Satan is very powerful. He's stronger than any person who who is alive, has ever lived, and ever will live. But we must remember that ultimately, as a created being, he is not stronger than God. God has the final say over what happens to Satan, and we all know what it's going to be. Satan will be thrown into hell forever and be punished eternally for all the stuff that he has caused over the centuries. And... Um, 
this is why you know this this is why hell was made it was made for the devil and his angels and uh, I hope that uh, if you are listening to this that uh, you will know and come to believe that Jesus Christ is the only way that you can wind up uh, escaping hell you know he died for you he died for me he died for everybody okay he is the good shepherd as he has said all you have to do is you know if you feel the Holy Spirit right now drawing you to salvation all you have to do is say God I yield to you I want Jesus Christ to come into my life and save me from my sins and that is it that's all you have to do and once you've done that then the Spirit of God the Holy Spirit will seal it's he seals you at that moment and you are protected by God Satan no longer you know Satan sin no longer has the power to uh, do the things to you that they were doing before you are saved from sin and hell so but you know and that will end this edition of there's a family bible and i hope it's been a blessing to you and uh i look forward to our next episode where you may be blessed again thank you very much